It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. We are back with the PDQ Restaurant Point of Sale Post Game Show. Rob Ellis, John Ritchie. Eagles win 35-10 over the Titans, 11-1 on the season. Just an amazing, amazing start. They've ripped off three straight since that loss to Washington. And joining us as he does each and every post game from Go Birds. You can check out his work, 94WIP.com. Go Birds with James Seltzer, the podcast, as well as the show on Saturdays from 1 to 3. Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, welcome to the show, man. L- let's start with this. I, and this is how I started the postgame show, and I'm curious your reaction. You know, the, the three, mm. I guess, fears or concerns going into the game from an Eagle standpoint was, in no particular order, run defense, passing offense, special teams, and all three really came through with flying colors. Was this just execution? Was there extra emphasis this week? Personnel changes? How do you account for that? Yeah, I mean, I think this was the best win of Nick Sirianni's time as an Eagles coach. I think it was the most complete game they've played uh, under this coaching staff, and I think it was a combination of things. Uh, You mentioned, obviously, uh, the personnel. I do think that this group of players, and this staff really – they do an excellent job of responding to criticism about weaknesses in the team, right? If you think about last year with the penalties early on, right, they were sloppy. They had the most penalties in the league. They ended up cleaning that up. You look at this year, the second half points early on in the year, they ended up cleaning that up. And I think special teams, while they've not been good all year, so this is not a new criticism, I do think it reached kind of the fever pitch this past week in terms of, okay, we have to do something about this. And I think you saw the players come out and, and respond to that. I mean, Nicobe Dean, you know, really showed up on the special teams unit. They brought up Christian Ellis, who ended up having a really good game. And then in the run defense, they held Derrick Henry. I think it ended up being 2.7 yards. So I think it's definitely execution and scheme. But I also think that the coaching staff and these players really respond to being challenged. And I think it's a really great quality in the, in the team. I think it's an interesting way to put it. I mean, the, the, saying they respond to criticism uh, from us, the fans, it just so happens that we you know, are pretty shrewd in the way we watch games, and, and they are self-evaluating and noting those weaknesses the same way we do. As, as fans, uh, that gives us some validation for being the best fan base in the in the entire world, if you ask me. But I think it's a real feather in this staff's cap that they can so honestly self-evaluate week after week and actually make the changes that make a difference. But I digress. Sorry, <laughs> Elliot. No, how I, stupid... I, I, I agree with all that. I, agree. I, enjoy, how... I enjoyed that. <laughs> Thanks, uh, yeah. How stupid do the Titans feel for trading A.J. Brown right now? 
I mean, look, I, I was thinking during the game, like, it has to be brutal to be a Titans fan, knowing, first of all, your team is complete frauds as contenders. There's no way this team is going to win a Super Bowl with that passing offense. And the main reason is because they traded A.J. Brown. Now, you can say, all right, well, they got Traylon Burks, who, who made an outstanding catch today. But what stands out to me about that is the Eagles got Devontae Smith and then also got A.J. Brown, right? Like, you need more, more than one receiver. Mm-hmm. So I think for the fans, it's probably incredibly infuriating. But it has to be infuriating for the defensive players as well. Like, they have a really good defense over there. I know today the Eagles played really well, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But they have a defense that, that could win a Super Bowl, right? Like, they, they have a good enough defense. And they're on that side of the ball knowing you just traded away a guy that now we're going to have to try to stop and we could really use on offense. So I, I think it was a mistake. Um, I think that, you know, it's probably a good look for Jeffrey Lurie that this team was willing, by the Eagles, I mean, willing to pay A.J. Brown a hundred, you know, $100 million deal, and the Titans were not. So, yeah, it was a it was a massive mistake by the Titans, and it had to really sting today, especially. Hey, Elliot, uh, you know there there are a portion of Eagles fans and pundits who who cover this team who are, you know, loath to give any credit to Jonathan Ta- uh, Jonathan Gannon. And you know, today was one of those games where you saw adjustments, you saw some different things. They got after the quarterback, they held the the running game in check, in particular Derrick Henry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the narrative is going to be this week to 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 blame Jonathan Gannon in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, you're not talking to one of those pundits. I've no, I know, I know. Trust <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine this week it's going to be where Ryan Tannehill's not a great quarterback. Right. Maybe it'll be that they have better players, so Gannon gets no credit. I mean, all he does, and look, last week the defense was not great. I thought they had short fields, and there's those things. But bottom line, they gave up, I think it was 33 points. But since Gannon has been here, this team, this defense, has helped them win probably just as much, if not more games in the offense and continually keeps them in games, right? So you look at today, and you know, we talked at the beginning of the, of the call about responding to criticism. A, a month ago, or even less than that, you know, we're talking about this run defense could be the thing that stops them winning the Super Bowl. They held Derrick Henry to 2.7 yards today. I mean, that's an outstanding showing for this defense. So, you know, moving forward, uh, you know, at this point, you can feel confident in, in every aspect of the team, obviously. They, they played a complete game today. But they, just like the Titans, the Eagles have a defense that they could win a Super Bowl with. And uh, the players deserve credit, but Gannon does as well. There's a reason he's a head coach candidate. There's a reason he almost got a job last year, and there's a reason he'll probably get a job next year. Jordan Davis, I saw him limp off the field. Uh, based on what you could tell from being in the locker room there, yeah. is he okay? Yeah, he seemed fine in the locker room. He didn't have it wrapped. He didn't have a boot on. He wasn't limping. He seemed in good spirit. So, you know, I, I think he's mostly going to be fine. And then I also saw him on the sideline. I don't know if this was on the TV copy, but he seemed fine on the sideline as well. So, you know, probably just first game back in a month, I'd imagine, you know, he was sore and, you know, probably tired having not played football, but he seemed fine in the locker room. And who is this Ellis guy? That, that I'm, right, play, I'm right here, John. I'm right here. I know. Man. Besides Bert <laughs> Ellis right here. Right. That play ignited I think that special teams group that that was an unbelievable tackle that he made and I'd never heard of the guy yeah I guess he's the latest in uh December call-ups from the practice squad where you sit there and go why wasn't this guy on the roster all year right it seems like every year the Eagles have some of these guys and and I'm sure all teams do but I asked Nick Sirianni about the special teams uh after the game and he said he thought that they really gave the team a spark and like kind of got them going. And I think that Christian Ellis hit was part of it. Nicobe had a big hit. Um, I just really think they played with a lot of fire. Uh, Christian mm-hmm. Ellis is a guy that had a pretty good training camp. I thought, obviously, you know, he didn't make the team, so he wasn't outstanding. But he's been in the building all year, and uh, he looks to be a great athlete. So a lot of the linebackers, I think this year, have been disappointing uh, in, in, in special teams play. I know Michael Clay gets a lot of criticism, and rightfully so. 
but I believe it's more of a personnel issue. And I think that, you know, Christian Ellis probably earned himself for sure a call-up next week, and I would imagine this is eventually going to lead to him maybe getting a roster spot. Elliot, let's talk about the passing game because, it, it, you know, as many things that have, that have gone right uh, of late, in particular the running game last week, the passing game had been, you know, maybe a little bit off. And, yeah. man, they bounced back strong. And I know going into Tennessee it was not their strength, right? But regardless, you know, Jalen on point, that your two starting receivers go crazy, you're doing this without Goddard, you just gash them in the air. Just talk about the performance from that unit. Yeah, you know, I think everyone can be honest with themselves and say it's easier to feel good about this team when they pass the ball well, right? Like, we know they can run the ball. We know what the defense is. We we know a lot about this team. But this last month, in my opinion, and I know I've been in the minority with this, but in the last month, I believe the passing game hasn't been as good. It hasn't been as impressive. It hasn't looked the same. Well, today it looked outstanding. And I know the Titans are not a great secondary, but they are a great defense, right? There's a reason they only they were like third in the league, I think, in points heading into this game. So a lot of teams have played the secondary. A lot of teams haven't put up this amount of points and this amount of yards uh, through the air. So I thought it was incredibly encouraging, if you're the Eagles, to see that and to know that if you do play a weak secondary, because some of the NFC teams do not have great secondaries. There's a lot better, at least among the contenders, there's a lot better run defenses than there are secondaries. So come playoff time, you know, much like last year, if they run into a team where they can't run the ball, today you leave the link feeling, okay, well, this team will be able to throw their way to a win. All right, overall, big picture, Elliot, 11-1. and one. I mean, that in and of itself is you got to kind of take a step back for a minute and just to soak it in how, how difficult that is yeah. to do that. you got a tie today between the Giants and the Commanders. You do have the Cowboys who are hot, who are in action in, you know, a little later. What's your assessment here of this thing? Just just NFC. Forget the AFC for a minute. Just just NFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there any doubt that the Eagles are in the driver's seat? And do you feel threatened here at all? Because the, the Niners had a big loss today. We don't know the extent of it with Garoppolo. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Like, I, you know, I look, you can look around and say, yeah, could they lose a playoff game if something goes weird? Of course. You know, could Dallas get hot, maybe come in, in, in here and beat the Eagles? It's possible. But they're going to probably be... I don't know, maybe five-point favorites in every game they play. If you look at the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, you know, I give that coaching staff credit, and they have a lot of weapons and a great defense, so I wouldn't completely write them off. But no third-string quarterback is coming into Philadelphia and beating this team in the playoffs. So you look around, and there's the Vikings, but they, they beat the Vikings already. And we've seen the Vikings in late-season playoff games, how they play. You know, there's the Buccaneers, who maybe you can talk yourself into saying, well, Tom Brady... You know, he wins a playoff game and comes here. Maybe that's a little worrisome. But the Bucks have found a thousand ways to lose games this year. So could anything happen? Of course. But if you were to ask me what are the chances that come Super Bowl time, WIP is in Arizona covering that game, I'm at like 80%. Like, I, I think this team is in clear, clear control of the NFC. Ellie, good stuff, man. Looking forward to uh, to hearing from you this week on all the shows. And, of course, Go Birds podcast, Go Birds, Saturdays from 1 to 3. We appreciate it, Elliot. Thanks, man. Yep, talk to you guys. Thanks, All right, Elliot. you got it. That's Elliot Shore Parks feeling good about things, John.